Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're in the 14th chapter, toward the end of the chapter. And Jesus had been praying. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, been praying. And uh, he had told his disciples to pray. Three of them were nearby, close to him, and they were falling asleep. Okay, it's the middle of the night. We can understand why. And Jesus had come to him three times and said, are you still asleep? And then he says, it's enough. Come on. It's happening right now. He said, my betrayer is at hand. And that's where we pick it up. Mark 14, verse 43 says this. Immediately while Jesus was speaking, Judas one of the twelve came up accompanied by a sword, a sword, by a crowd with swords and clubs, who were from the chief priest and the scribes and the elders. Now, I'm, what I'm going to do is I want to read all four Gospels related to this account because they all four uh, give details, which I think are important. And that's the reason that you need to read all four Gospels. Sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. In this case, I want to do it. So, what do we know here from Mark? We know that Jesus says, hey, my betrayer's coming. And then Mark says, while Jesus is saying that, Judas shows up. Which Judas is the Judas that's one of the 12. And he's accompanied by a crowd. And the crowd is just described as having uh, swords and clubs. And that they are from the chief priest and the scribes and the elders. Okay. Now, when we read John, we're going to find out that... that yes, they're from the officers. They're officers of the chief priests and the Pharisees and the scribes and the elders. But there was a Roman cohort. That's who the crowd was, a Roman cohort. That's a cohort, 600 soldiers, folks. I mean, it's a huge gathering to come out to arrest one person. Now, back in Mark, verse 44, it says this. Now, he who was betraying him had given them a signal saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away under guard. And so... You know, this is a horrible thing, but it's, when you look at it, you, you sort of chuckle. Because here Judas is. He's giving them orders. Boy, he's telling them what to do, you know. And who is he? He's a betrayer. And they all know he's a betrayer. The soldiers would have known he's a betrayer. The religious rulers, the, the officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, the ones that they had sent out to do this would have known. But he is, well, as we say in the Deep South, he's feeling his oats right here. And he's letting them know, you know, whoever I kiss, he's the one. You seize him, and then you lead him away under guard. He's giving them instructions as if he had any power and authority whatsoever. You know, and, and it's just a sad thing. Really, really, it's just tragic all the way around. Sometimes people ask, well, why, why did he go and kiss him? Why the need for that? Well, it's nighttime, folks. It's dark. They're in a uh, garden, trees, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they had torches and things like that. But you can imagine the various uh, shadows and light and darkness is being cast. And people are dressed. You know, they're covered up. They wanted to make sure they're arresting the right person. All the men would have had beards, <laughs> right? Everybody would have looked alike. So Judas told him, this is going to be the signal. I'll kiss him. Verse 45, after coming, Judas immediately went to him and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. And they laid hands on him and seized him. 
So I'm going to stop right there with the Mark account. Okay, let's jump over to Matthew real quick and see what Matthew says. It's quite similar. Matthew 26, beginning in verse 47. While Jesus was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came up accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who was betraying him gave them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately, Judas went to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. So we see that Jesus responded and said something to Judas. Well, it was even more than that. Let's go over to the Gospel of Luke, 22nd chapter of Luke, verse 47. While Jesus was still speaking, behold, a crowd came. And the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was preceding them. And he approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? <laughs> Let me just stop for a moment. I mean, we know that Judas is empowered by Satan. Remember, Satan had come into Judas. Judas had got it from the middle and left. Was Satan still empowering Judas? Well, perhaps. You know, perhaps not. I don't know. But can you imagine how that felt to Judas when Jesus says, Are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Because that's exactly what was going on. Okay? So I'm going to stop right there with that. The story continues, which we'll pick up the next time. And go over to the Gospel of John 18, verse 2. Now Judas also, who was betraying him, knew the place, for Jesus had often met there with the disciples. Judas then, having received the Roman cohort and the chief priest and the Pharisees, and the officers of the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. So John gives a little more detail right here. So it wasn't actually the chief priest. Okay? It really wasn't the Pharisees. It was the officers of them. Okay? They wanted some degree of plausible deniability here. Verse 4, So Jesus, knowing all the things that were coming upon him, went forth and said to them, Who do you seek? So uh, John doesn't give us any account of Judas kissing him. Okay? But apparently what happened is that Judas kissed him, and then Jesus, knowing everything that's going to happen, keep that in mind, he knew everything that's about to happen to him. He goes forth to these officers and all the cohort and everything and says, who are you seeking? Now, we've covered this before, but it bears repeating. So listen to this, verse 5. They answered him, Jesus the Nazarene. And he said to them, I am Egoimi. And Judas also, who was betraying him, was standing with them. So when he said to them, I am, they drew back and fell to the ground. So when Jesus said, I am, he asked them, who do you look for? He said, they said, Jesus Nazareth. He said, I am. It's the same phrase, same phrase that God used when Moses said, whom shall I say is sending me? And he says, tell the people that I am is sending you. Jesus says, I am. They drew back and fell to the ground. A lot of people think that they drew back in honor and deference and they realized that maybe he is the Messiah, so they're bowing down to worship him. To which I would say, are you kidding me? Seriously, you offer that. <laughs> no, that is not what happened. What happened is the power of God fell upon them and slammed them to the ground. These are Roman soldiers right here. They're not going to bow before anybody. Are you kidding me? You know, they drew back and fell to the ground. They fell back backwards to the ground. They were slammed to the ground, folks. Verse 7. Therefore, Jesus asked them again, whom do you seek? And they said, 
Jesus the Nazarene. To which I would say, don't you know they said that a little more gingerly that time? Because they had just been slammed by the power of God to the ground. They get up and, they, and Jesus says, who do you see? And they say, Jesus the Nazarene. And he answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these go their way to fulfill the word which he spoke. Of those whom you have given me, I have not lost one. So what he's doing they realize that the power of God is with this guy. Because when he said, I am, wham, they get whacked to the ground. They get up. He says, now, who are you looking for? And they say, Jesus and Nazareth. He said, I told you, it's me. And I tell you what, if you're wanting me, here I am. If you're seeking after me, that's fine. But let these right here go their way, the disciples that were with him. Let them go. And he said that to fulfill, fulfill a word which he had already said, which was a prophetic word that of the ones that the Lord had granted unto him, that the Father had granted to him, that none would be lost. He was rescuing the disciples. We're going to read in the very next verse in Mark, the next episode, that they left him and fled. When Jesus opened the door right there for them, they seized it and took it. Fulfilling what he had just said earlier in the evening, there's not going to be a one of you left that will not, uh, that will not flee. You're all going to flee and demand me. And they did. We'll continue with the story in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.